Good evening, Keith. Hello. Yeah, I guess it's getting predictable. My calling time. There's something about the ring in the phone. Oh yeah, you can it's tell. It's different than the than normal rings for some reason. It's the far away phone. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm another oh, yeah. weird yep, setup. Can. Man, this uh, this building, the one with the the good phones or whatever, it's uh, just under. I don't know what it is. Some kind of construction, and like the whole place is shaking and weird. So I'm at the other end of the building now, and it seems seems okay. Seems not so bad. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I figure I'll probably do a, a little bit of a quick show today anyway, because I don't know what's going on. I'm just fucking exhausted. I woke up and I tried to do stuff, and I'm like, I think I just need to go back to bed. So I went back to bed, and then I woke up, and I'm still tired. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just Are you sleeping, like, at night? Like, like all night? Or? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just it's just been such a weird random schedule lately. I have no idea. I don't it even... could be the change in the weather. These are the longest days. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's possible. So uh, I got a plane ticket now, officially. So it's July 22nd. It's like a Wednesday. And it was like 300, a little under $300. So that's not so bad. It's funny too when you see, like I guess this must be how airlines stay in business, but uh, it's like the 8 a.m. pretty early one. So that was like the 300 buck one. And then if you want to go during the day, it's like 500 something because I guess it's pretty long ways to Vancouver. Uh, but then it just gets bananas from there, like the uh, business class trips and all this stuff that I assume people that get those, it's like their company's paying for it or whatever. But it's like, you know, two and a half thousand dollars for the same flight. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know in uh, some of the flights that I've taken going out, like uh, when we went out to visit Bill in Fort McMurray, and when we came back, we took the red-eye flight, and it was quite a bit cheaper. It left at midnight right. and arrived probably in Toronto, I think, about 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, but but a lot cheaper. Yeah, this one, uh, I didn't check a bunch of stuff. I just did Air Canada from Pearson. I figure that's, you know, good enough, but... Uh it was, uh, yeah, there was also those ones that go at night, but they were the same. Like, they were also, it's like $293 is, like, their low course. This one's not so bad, like, leaving at 8, and I live, like, one stop away from, you know, where you catch the bus to the airport, so it should be easy to get there. I'll have to do a test run, actually. I've never been out there before, but, uh, yeah, and then I'll get to Vancouver with the time changes and stuff at 10 a.m., so that should be okay. Not too And it's too probably about, what, a five-hour flight? I think it was four or five, yeah, from New Brunswick even, so it might not even be as bad from here. But I guess it's probably, what, like only an hour you lose. It's going to be, yeah, it'll be pretty long, I guess. But it's direct and stuff, no uh, switchovers and things. Now you just need to figure out what you're going to do when you get there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't have any of that sorted out at all. It's weird, too, like... uh, it feels like, I'm sure it'll, the time will pass fast, but man, it feels like a long time. It's like four more weeks or like another whole month. And I'm already just like, what am I? I'm so sick of Ontario. <laughs> like once I got that in my head, it's like, all right, let's do that. But, um, but just because like, you know, you pay first and last month's rent in Ontario. So my rent for July is already paid. So I was thinking about like, well, I could leave mid month, but, uh, you know, again, I don't really know what I'm doing in Vancouver. And then that's, a a whole extra week to try to figure out what a you know pay for somewhere to live in Vancouver. I guess I should stay here and pay for uh, you know where it's already paid for. And there's like stuff going on and people are having little things that are happening. So so yeah, I decided to leave on the 22nd. But man, it's just like such a long wait. <laughs> so <clears throat> when's the trip to this cabin? Yeah, that's um, the weekend of like the the 10th, 11th, or whatever. 
So that's where I was like, so I'm definitely going to stay for that for sure. So then, you know, if I left the week after that, that would have been like the 15th. But then I figured I'll just, just wait one more week just because, again, you know, the rent's already paid. And uh, uh, this guy, Jason, I know, he uh, he got married in, uh, he went to Halifax for his wedding. But they're having like uh, the Ontario version of their wedding party thing like that next weekend. So I'm like, all right, I'll stay for that and then and then go. And then it was just like midweek is the cheapest uh, flights, you know, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, that type of thing. So uh, have you looked into accommodations in Vancouver at all? No, not at all, but I'm, I'm sure I can figure it out. Although one thing actually that's kind of interesting is I've been watching tons of uh, YouTube videos, like people do their like travel videos about uh, about like solo travel. I never really thought to look for that before, but if you just look up like traveling solo or traveling alone, there's all these people that like talk about their experiences doing it. And it's really neat because after you watch enough of these videos, like it kind of just normalizes the idea of it because it's just this whole like community of people just talking about it like it's just a thing that they do it. So it's not some big, weird, scary scheme. It's just like, well, whatever, here's how it works. Here's what you do. And uh, it's kind of cool. I was thinking like, like maybe I'll treat Vancouver a little bit like I would that kind of trip. And then if Vancouver doesn't work out, like, like especially just, you know, the, the basic ones, you know, England and France and whatever, like where they just, everyone basically speaks English, all the Western European countries. It's like, it's like really no big deal. Like it's a little expensive to get there. And then it's just like, whatever, here's how, here's how hostels work or here's how this you know, different, uh, rental type stuff works and they just like lay it all out and I was like that could be kind of cool so that's kind of in my mind as like a backup plan like if Vancouver is not really working out instead of coming back here or whatever back to Ontario maybe I'll try that instead just like push it a little further well I don't know what to say you seem to have the wanderlust yeah I mean it's also I mean it's extra tricky you know if you have to get uh uh, work type visas and that type of stuff. So uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, I mean I, my plan is to get a job in Vancouver and start saving up money. But uh, if I do decide on that weird Europe type plan, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I got to do more research. But it might be tougher to get jobs and stuff over there. But but we'll see. But if worse comes to worse, you know, I might just needle you for some money, <laughs> whatever. But it's one of those things where, uh, like, hearing all these people talk about it, because I just assumed like. At some point, I'm like, well, the stars will just align and I'll eventually make it over to, to England somehow. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know, especially when I was doing all the New York stuff. Like, I knew a lot of people through that podcast that live over there. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe that'll all work. But it just never, you know, came together. So hearing these people on YouTube, like, they really just are like, just do it. Don't don't wait for other people. Don't try to work around their schedules. Like, just fucking just go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, even someone even specifically had a video about... Uh, like how like if you're old you know or do you feel too old because like especially hostels and stuff like you know it's traditionally I guess it's like you know people in their 20s or whatever that are backpacking around and crap and it's not like I'm that much older than that but yeah this one person in particular who she's just like basically like a professional traveler at this point she just travels all the time and she's like are you kidding like that's the worst that's the worst excuse in the world <laughs> like sure most of the people at hostels are gonna be like 20 years old and will drive you crazy but she's like, yeah, there's like, you know, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, they're all just, who cares? Like, everyone's just traveling. Like, who gives a shit? And it's just nice to have someone uh, just say that. And like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, who does give a shit? Well, <laughs> like, especially when you go over there. I mean, I did the hostel thing. Neil and I did it when we went over there years ago. 
Yeah, and you were saying um, you wouldn't do that sometimes again? Sometimes it would. Sometimes some of the hostels were great, especially the ones in, in England were really nice. Some of those ones in Europe, though, cripes. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that, that I remember about them is that you'd be really tired from traveling or whatever, but you had to get out at about 7 o'clock. Everybody had to get out of the hostel and move on. Yeah, I would have a tough time with that and so the that, rigidity. That, that's, that's kind of rough because there's certain days, you know, when you're just wiped right out and you need a bit of time to kind of recoup. Well, you can't do it in a hostel. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, what if even you just got sick or something? Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So what we found were better. Um, some of the B&Bs are excellent. And they weren't that much more than the hostels. Yeah, well, that's mainly what I was thinking, actually. And, and especially now that all that stuff is all, like, I can do it all through the internet. So it's, like, easier than ever to sort out a thing like that. So, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I was actually kind of thinking, like, what would probably be the best for me is uh, to not even treat it as so much so differently than how I've been living in Ontario or how I'm going to live in Vancouver is just find, like, a cheap room somewhere and, you know, hunker down for a little while, like, a, a more, more than just passing through. And then just, uh, I don't know, like, I'm really not interested in seeing the sights and doing touristy stuff. I just don't don't care at all. All that stuff in New York, I didn't care. The only time I kind of cared was uh, Washington, D.C., just because there's so many monuments all right there. Uh, that one kind of got me. But really, I just want to hang out. Like, I just want to go hang out at coffee shops and work on writing and read books and just, but somewhere weird, you know, <laughs> just somewhere different. Well... And when I thought of it that way, like, it just seems a lot less intimidating. Like, like travel, travel with your itineraries and sorting things out and crazy, you know, got to see this, got to go to this. And what if I just went somewhere and didn't do anything? <laughs> like, I think then I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And then whatever happens, happens, you know? And you see, you see that occasionally on movies where you see some guy who's like, he's gone to Spain. <laughs> you know, you get some little hovel in some little community somewhere and... You just kind of roam around and... Yeah, I mean, yeah. that would be great to me. So, uh, yeah, uh, well... And uh, and really not, like, so much more expensive either from what I've been looking up. Like, I mean, this place I live now is the most expensive place I've lived. Usually I live cheaper, but, uh, you know, it's 800 bucks a month, which works out to, what is that, like $22, $27 a day? I think it's $27 a day. And, I mean, for $27 a day, <laughs> you know, like, you can get somewhere crappy pretty much anywhere for a, a close to that same amount and I could be somewhere crazy and weird and different like yeah I think that could be cool like yeah. also I mean my whole life is like set up for this already you know like like I already own nothing like everything I own fits in this one book bag and actually the book bag I've got because it's got the wheels and everything it's way bigger than it even needs to be yeah and I mean I just don't have any particular attachments and it's like why am I just spinning my wheels in Ontario like I'm already set to just you know <laughs> to be moving around and I'm just not so yeah it was, it was cool re watching all these these videos and just being like yeah look at all these people they just did it and it's not that hard how uh the the grandmother gift how's that holding up which one is that what that was the $7,000. Oh, oh, that, yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I guess it's pretty much gone. I mean, I've got a couple grand in the bank, but I think at this point, you know, I probably used up all of her money. Okay, I, I'm not being nosy. I just figure if you're going to be traveling around, I need to know if I need to bilk up the bankroll. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll keep you in touch, of course, with all this stuff. But no, I mean, if I... If I need, you know, money, I'll let you know. I won't be shy or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I pretty much wild that away. 
with this year, okay. this year well, in Ontario? I'll, I'll give you, when you, when you make the move to Vancouver just to get yourself going, I'll give you, I'll, I'll put some extra in to yeah. kind of get you started on that. Thank okay? you. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason why I asked you how you were doing with the grandmother role. Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of uh, mishmashed together. Yeah, it's I only all mixed together there. The one bank account, but yeah, no, I, I'm not sitting on any particular uh, nest eggs anymore. Okay, like you can't <laughs> say, oh no, I got half of it left, don't sweat it or anything like that. Eh? Right. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's weird too, though, uh, watching all this stuff where the the main message in general is like, hey, don't don't worry about it. Like the world isn't as scary as people say or like especially like the news and the media like they just focus on every horrible thing that happens and they're like yeah no everything's really fine the world's not that bad but then if you do happen to dip into <laughs> like because the youtube will just bring up uh like oh because you're watching this maybe you're interested in this so because i was watching all this travel stuff uh it brought up this video of like the top 10 worst hitchhiking murders of all time <laughs> and and like you got to dig back like it'll be like 1983 this thing happened like like it's still statistically like nothing bad has really ever happened but when the bad things do happen to people, holy fuck, they're bad. <laughs> it's really scary. <laughs> or uh, I just watched a video today of this guy who he's, uh, I think he said he's in his mid-50s and he's just one of these just sort of travels, just continuously travels guys. And he was in the Dominican Republic and he was talking about how this dude uh, climbed up to his second story room and came in the window with like a broken bottle and like threatened him and he took all his money and stuff. And it was just like... A super terrifying story and then the guy said though he's like honestly the Dominican Republic is he said it's the worst place he's ever been he said Africa is nothing compared to the Dominican Republic so I guess I just won't won't go there <laughs> you know I have no plans for any of that type of stuff either just like like crazy countries like where you know like the the really hardcore Asian countries where you you know people might not speak English like if any of that stuff ever happened that'd be down the road but for now I'm aiming real low like who the fuck is whistling? I hate when people yeah, whistle. Yeah, sure, whistling loud. Yeah, this whole place echoes like crazy. Um, but yeah, like just something real simple, like, you know, some kind of like London or something. Just something that's really no problem. Yeah, or you might like instead of London, um, uh, the, the, like the Midland countries and all that, the counties that are up above that. Right. Scotland. Well, I was also thinking, though, it would be good to stick to... Yeah, I guess that wouldn't be so bad. I guess everywhere in Europe seems good just because of transit. Like, like I don't intend to be a hitchhiking guy and to do any of that type of stuff. Like, anything where you can, yeah, just, just transit around. And it seems like that whole European sort of thing is good for that. Well, uh... But, yeah, that's that's really... That's just uh, just thinking forward a little. I just uh, Basically, I guess I just don't want Vancouver. I don't want to put too much weight on Vancouver because what if I get there and I'm just like, yep, there it is. Like, maybe after two weeks, I'll be like, yeah, yeah still Vancouver. <laughs> you yeah, know? and you know what? That may happen. You may go back out and um, that image you had of it the first time around because it was new, uh, it just may be kind of a little tarnished next time around. And it's like, it's not the same. Yeah, it's never I mean, the same when you go back. Yeah, or even, I mean, I'm thinking even just that with Toronto, with having just really kind of not left is like, obviously I like Toronto a lot more than I thought I would have stayed here for ages, but, but yeah, now I just, I can't get excited. I just go to different places and go around town and I'm just like, who gives a fucking shit? <laughs> so what? Casa Loma, who cares? Like I've seen it all. Yeah. So, so maybe Vancouver will feel like that too. Cause I mean, I, I pretty much saw that all as well. But, but I was even thinking that like that, um, I think I mentioned last time I was talking to you, like I haven't even gotten in touch with anybody that I know in Vancouver. Like I kind of don't want to, I don't want to just get tied into a new weird little friend group or 
potentially room with somebody. Like I'd rather just go and figure out things on my own. And I was thinking even that, like that mindset kind of fits better with the idea of of expanding the perimeters, you know, and like going somewhere else is like, like it's kind of like uh, living out in this crappy apartment this year all by myself. It's like, like it's gonna be lonely and weird to go travel, but it can't be any lonelier than this, you know? <laughs> like this was kind of my test. It's like I'm here with all these people that I know and it still sucks because I'm just in this stupid basement and everybody lives on the other end of town and organizing people is such a pain in the ass. Like uh, that's another thing that's nice with these YouTube videos is like people talk about that too of like, like if you're traveling by yourself, you just kind of hit a point where it's like either I'm gonna have to learn to just meet people or I'm gonna be the loneliest person in the world <laughs> you know and you just get used to that idea like you don't walk around with your headphones in or whatever or you start up conversations with people and I'm like yeah I feel like I feel like I could I could do that if I had to you know I have to like put myself up against the wall a little bit but mm, okay well I guess I know might have an idea of what you're gonna be doing for the next or five years well yeah hopefully I can at least like work some method of this that I uh, can get some kind of cash flow of some kind <laughs> not just keep sapping from the coffers but, but you know we'll see I'm just, just we'll see how it goes well and when you look around in an airport especially when you go to the big airports um, I mean, yeah I mean I bet I bet about 75% of the people that are in there are traveling alone yeah yeah, and really it's, uh, especially I guess with my sort of disposition where I really like don't want to go see all the touristy stuff. Like one guy's tourism video, he was all like, like, how could you not want to see the Great Pyramids? Uh, it was one of his examples. And I was thinking like, I absolutely don't want to see the Great Pyramids, especially after that Carl Pilkington show. Did you see that <laughs> yes. one? Where he's like, there's dirty nappies in the air and there's a pizza hut like adjacent to the Great Pyramids. Yeah. Like the Great Pyramids aren't shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, after that guy's travel episode, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. You, you really almost do. don't even want to go anywhere. You might as well say, I'll just sit, sit at home and watch that on TV where it looks nice and clean and pristine. Look, the sweat and the heat and the filth and the people and the, the, the vendors that you have to go through or trying to sell you stuff all the time, and finally you get to the thing itself and... It doesn't look at all like it does in the pictures because it's all crowded in with all this crap. Yeah, he really does. He demystifies it a lot. <laughs> man, I also, it's funny too though, like, man, YouTube is so useful for this type of stuff where, you know, before you'd get like, oh, Michael Palin travels the world and like, you know, a, a nice show, but not really about the nuts and bolts of traveling. I just saw a video today where this guy was uh, somewhere in South America and uh, he was on a bus that, no, no, was he... Yeah, he was. I don't remember where he was. Anyway, he was on a bus that didn't have a bathroom, and he had diarrhea. <laughs> and, oh, God. And he, uh, so, and he's like, there's just nothing I could do. So he had to go, uh, and he said, like, one of the most important things is always carry toilet paper with you, because, like, places like India was one of his examples, and wherever he was, like, they just don't use toilet paper, so you should really try to have it. Yeah, I don't know what they do in India, like when they have to wipe themselves. What, wipe it on their hand and then... Yeah, like, that's exactly what they do. They wipe with uh, with one hand and they... That's why it's like, uh, you're not supposed to... I think it's the left hand. God, that fucking dog. Oh, God, that dog's real. Um, they yeah, wipe with their left hand and then you're not supposed to shake hands or eat food with that hand, <laughs> you know? But, <laughs> really? And not necessarily because... Uh, I mean, they wash their hands 
they wash their hands, so it's probably fine. But it's it's like a, a sort of weird politeness thing, you know. <laughs> Just like, but uh, yeah. So this guy, though, he said on his bus, he had to go up to the bus driver, and uh, I guess he was Spanish wherever he was, but he didn't know the language. So the best he could do is uh, el baño, and the guy kind of figured out what he meant and was like, well, there's no. We're in the middle of nowhere, but I can I can pull over. Like they kind of did this all sign languagey, and he's like, yeah, yeah, please pull over. So then the the bus pulls over, and and he said like there's just jungle, like dense jungle, <laughs> right outside, and and the like eight or nine other people on the bus are all watching him out the window. <laughs> so so he had to go deep enough into the jungle just so they kind of wouldn't be able to see him, you know, take care of his business. And then by even just going that deep into the jungle, he got all these weird bites on his legs that turned into this whole thing and he was all fucked up for a few days on his legs but uh but he's like yeah I just had no choice <laughs> like that's but it's like you'd never hear that on a discovery channel show or something like what do you do if you have diarrhea in a in a bus <laughs> no bathroom and i guess like it's not like his solution was anything that clever but it's just interesting to hear it it's like yep that's that's what it would be i guess <laughs> pretty realistic <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't any, like, one special secret to get around this situation. He's like, nope, you just gotta be embarrassed and get stung on the legs. <laughs> so, and hope you have toilet paper. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, uh, maybe that's, too, just because I'm listening to all these people on YouTube talk about this stuff. Maybe that's another reason why I'm just, like, super anxious. It's like, yeah, man, <laughs> sounds cool. <laughs> well, and if you had a whole... Yeah. If you went, I don't suppose you'd keep a home base. You'd just be going, right? Yeah, I think it's better not to plan too much. Well, I guess your home much. base is always back here in Fredericton. If worse comes to worse. Yeah, yeah, and I know people here. I can sleep on the couch or whatever. But uh, yeah, it seems like. Uh, well, that's where I was even thinking. Like, in the most like severe thing, like if somehow I got to Vancouver and I just had nowhere to stay ever. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you. Maybe I'd mention it, but that I was homeless in Vancouver for like three days. Yes, you did tell me you were. I mean, yeah, I did it on purpose. It was not, uh, but but it was like a, a little test, and it it was no big deal. <laughs> it's like as long as the weather's good, it's not that hard to do. So, so I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I feel like yeah, if, if anybody's supposed to be like, why am I living like I'm a an itinerant traveler <laughs> if I'm not? <laughs> you know, like it's just weird. So yeah, my main plan now is I got, somehow I've managed to buy eight or nine books I haven't read, so I gotta get through those books, that's my plan. Get through the books for the, for the, by the end of the month and then and go to Vancouver. I, and I will try to set up something there, you know, ahead of time. I'm not gonna just show up there and see what happens, but... But I don't expect it'll be a big problem, because even like this place, you know, I think I said this last week too, but like finding this apartment was a big pain in the ass and the not having a... Uh, you know, a proof of employment and all this blah, blah, blah. But it really is just because I was trying to up the ante a little and get like a self-contained place with a kitchen and a bathroom and everything. And like, if I'm just renting a room somewhere, then it's like, whatever, nobody cares. And it's cheaper, so. Yeah, and if you're not planning on any permanency, yeah. really, I mean, eventually maybe it will turn into something permanent. But if your plan is right now that it's just, you know, whatever happens, happens then you don't want to lock yourself into anything too permanent. Yeah. You yeah. don't need anything really fancy. There was a, a quote from Lao Tzu, who uh, I don't know specifically what he did, but, you know, ancient Chinese guy that was like, uh, a traveler should never... Um, so basically, uh, to paraphrase it, it's like, travelers shouldn't overplan and they shouldn't be... Uh, 
intent on the idea of arriving. Like, don't think about it that way. Like, oh, I can't wait till I get to wherever, get to this thing or whatever, just, which I guess is what I'm doing right now. But, <laughs> you know, like, like, don't expect there to be an end. Like, all right, I made it. It's like, you never made it. You're just going to go somewhere else after. So, because even that, I think that was kind of a weird thing about, like, one of the things that made this last year in Ontario so crappy is because I was all set to go last summer and then I just couldn't do it. I just ended up coming back and like, oh, but I got all this stuff in Ontario and all these people I know and surely it wasn't for nothing and let's try to blah, blah, blah. And it just ended up making everything crappier. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out, did it? Nope. So. That's, and you may find that with Vancouver. You, when you go back, it's, it's never the same. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that's all I've been up to. Is and you know what? Like you're, you're, we, the way we were talking, like Spain, England, uh, France. But you know, there's also Sweden, Norway, Iceland. Mm. You know, there's all those places. And and uh, they speak English. Yeah. A lot of English in those places too. Yeah, and particularly, man, the best thing ever is if I could uh, get my shit together with like. Uh, like that kid's book I was writing and I'm writing another well, I mean I just write every day I write like crazy so if I could really get if I could get writing going man that would be the best because that's the ultimate job that you can do wherever you want <laughs> and just you know it's a it's a little in the distance but uh, but I mean that would be that'd be so cool but even if for now even if I just uh, I don't know just use these like experiences of traveling around and just write about them for no reason like hey why not it's still cool you can still do something with it but that is one thing too that seems kind of like even though it's way trickier to do like the work thing like to get a visitor visa is like they don't care as long as you get enough money to get yourself home it's fine where work visas are a lot tougher but that does seem like a better way in a lot of ways even just for um just like, you know, actually learning about what a country's like and actually like being a little bit integrated into it instead of just, because I can kind of imagine myself just like, like, well, I just spent two weeks in London hanging out at coffee shops and writing and reading books and I didn't really do anything or meet anybody or whatever, <laughs> you know, like I could kind of see that. That's where I guess hostels and that type of thing are good just because you do just meet people because they're there. And you could always do a mixed bag of, of things, like a, uh, you could do some hostels, some B&Bs. And yeah. See, I know when, when we went, we were only going over there traveling around, but we kind of, well, we were in that hippie-type mode thing, and it was like, we almost felt that we needed to do the hostel thing. Right. You know, that was all kind of part of the sort of the little plan. We didn't have any real plans, but the hostel, because we had a hostel, we had a card that we had bought in Canada, which uh, allowed us access to hostels. And if you showed the card, like you just, and then you paid your money. Uh, but if you had the card, like there was no, no issues about whether you could stay or not stay, you just stayed. Um, so we did that, but yet, and, and some of the hostels, as I say, were okay, but a lot of them were like, I don't know, it's not something I would repeat that experience. Right. But I, there was one night, though, we had to, we were catching the, um, we were at Dover, and we were crossing over into France, and I don't know why we couldn't get, the hostel was too far away. I think that was it, because we had to catch the uh, the ferry the next morning, and, uh, or the channel, or whatever it was, we were going through the channel, through the channel underneath. Uh, so we, we just happened to luck in, somebody said we were in a pub or something, and somebody said we should try Joe's B&B, just 
just down the way there. So we did, and it was great. Beautiful breakfast, and, you know, it was nice and private, and you had your own little place to stay. And it didn't, as I say, it didn't cost much more than the hostel would have. And after we get robbed in Spain, we've been staying at hostels all along. Some of them in Europe were absent. They were just filthy. Mm-hmm. Neil got Neil got a, a, a bag rod, we called it, in, in, uh, in Amsterdam by staying in one of those places. It was just, it, it was filthy. Um, you know, the toilet was so encrusted with piss <laughs> that it, it, all around the toilet was like rotten with piss. But when you looked in the toilet itself, it was just like crystalline. Right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't dare sit on the flush <laughs> because God knows what you'd get. And, uh, and I'm not a fussy person like that, but the, that, that place was disgusting. And I think that that's where he got this thing. Well, he dragged that around with him well, the whole time we were there. And actually, when he got back to Canada, it took over a year to get that thing cleared up. Wow. So, so just anyway, like some bacterial that, infection thing? or Yeah. But yeah. after we got robbed, uh, our hostel cards were gone. Oh, yeah. So we couldn't stay at a hostel. So here was the thing, like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> where, where, where do we go now? We stayed at, at again, we found a little uh, little hotel on the Riviera, and we stayed there, and it was a great little spot. Because, you know, you had some privacy, whereas in the hostels you don't. And you didn't have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and be booted out. And then we uh, we went to Paris, and we stayed in Paris for five days waiting for our passports to come back from Canada so we couldn't leave. And we stayed in this uh, hotel up on the third floor. It was just a little garret. Um, and you had, like, a, a continental breakfast every morning. I think I might have told you this, which is the hard old croissants and the mm-hmm. coffee that the guy just kept putting coffee into the urn, and it was as black as Toby's arse. Right. <laughs> but, but that was breakfast. And, and again, not much more. I don't even, maybe not even as much as the hostels were. So my recommendation to anybody traveling is don't do just hostels. Do a, do a mix. That's one thing, too, I'm curious about. I mean, it's neat in general, too, because just traveling, like, even if nothing in particular happens, like, you just get stories. You just automatically get stories, which is always nice. But I wonder if, like, these really bad hostels, like, I wonder if it's still like that because, uh, like, I guess the way it works now from these videos I've been watching is, like, most hostels are, like, they're online now. Like, you go to, like, a sort of hub. There's a couple of big hostel sites, and you pick your country, pick your city, whatever. And it's like down to the point where it'll even tell you like how many beds are left available for that day. Like it's really all set up. So I feel like if there was ever, if there was a place that terrible, like everybody would review it so terribly. Like there's more transparency. It's not like you get there and you're stuck there. Yeah. I wonder though, like maybe there's still hostels that are like not tied into that system and those are like I wonder if those terrible ones still exist <laughs> or I don't know but then again too that was a time when youth was really on the move mm-hmm. and when you traveled you know yeah it was kind of like yeah cool thing go stay in a hostel um, and everybody was backpacking around and there's not quite, there's not as much of that now right um, as there was so maybe they have all shut down but um yeah, and I guess like there's a, a lot of alternatives now, too, like just a lot of, again, it's all online stuff, but uh, like, you know, I was telling you about uh, like the couch surfing site, and then there's Airbnb and this type of stuff, but there's also ones where uh, like it's like kind of work-based, you know, like you get room and board, and then you have to do a job for a few hours each day, and it's like different types of jobs. Like, yeah, just a lot of different types of things you can do now, so it's cool. Hmm. 
yeah, go online and read about hostels. I'd never thought about doing it after after that trip we did. But I gotta say, the most the most of the hostels that we stayed at in in Britain and in in England and in Scotland, we didn't go to Ireland. We didn't go to Wales. Um, I, I can't. I guess say they weren't bad. Right. Well, I think bad too. At all. It, and one or two that we were in, uh, in in France weren't bad at all either. That that Amsterdam one, though, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amsterdam too. I mean, that's like such a. I don't even know why I would go to Amsterdam. Like, it's such a like. Oh, I gotta go to Amsterdam. That's the city where hash is legal. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Like, I feel like I really would be like way more happy to just go to just random eventless places and just hang out there, and that'd be fine. I was gonna say though, uh, if you did go back overseas and stuff, it seems like I think like the Airbnb thing might be the best bet because how it basically works usually is, is it's like. It's like you're living in someone's actual house, so it's usually like how, or how a lot of people do it is like they, they live in their house for like three weeks of the month, and then for a week they vacate and go stay with their sister or their brother or just whatever, and then rent out their place, because if they rent out their place for that one week, it pays their rent for the whole month you know, to like a traveler. So you get to stay in like an actual person's house that's like all nice and good. So, uh, from what I hear, that's like the coolest thing. And anyway, somebody did that once in New York. Like, uh, like I just went and hung out for the afternoon at their place, and it was like, yeah, it was just someone's house, and it was awesome. So that may be like a little pricier, but I mean, if you, you know, if you guys were traveling, like that sounds like it would be the best bet. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I would consider doing that if I was traveling. No oh, man, I'd spend money this time. Yeah, I've been down that road of having no money and walking everywhere, being so tired that. You didn't know if you could make it to the next little stop and sleeping on park benches and that kind of crap. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Too old for that now. Now I get some money. I go and spend some money and live like the rich folks do. Yeah, so maybe I'll blaze the trail. Or maybe I'll uh, get to Vancouver and I'll love it and that'll just be that. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Nice. It's nice to have like a little bit of an alternate plan, like just to have... A little, even just to, to feel like it's not a big deal is like a, such a nice change. Like watching these YouTube videos has been so good because just trying to get the gumption all by myself to go do something like that, it just wouldn't happen, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so it's nice when you hear like other people that have done it and then just keep, continue to do it and it's just like, no problem. It's weird too though, there's some countries where I don't even know if I would like Australia is a good example where it's actually like a real pain in the ass apparently because it's really expensive to get a plane ticket and it's a really expensive country and uh, and it's just Australia how different is that like really <laughs> you know it just kind of seems like Canada with a weird accent from what I know of it so yeah yeah although and though the people say New Zealand is entirely different though oh yeah well New Zealand man if you looked at a that thing on a map like really like just checked it out it's in the middle of nowhere like people say it's close to Australia but only technically it's not close to anything <laughs> it's yeah, just no it's not <laughs> and it's kind of uh, I mean they say it's got nice weather but it's kind of like if you're looking at it on a globe it's kind of like down under there like yeah. really down under not yeah, that far like, distant from where the South Pole would be. Like, if you would draw a little line around the South Pole. Right. I'm sure there's parts of New Zealand that are kind of in that little north-southern section of cold, just like our north. 
And uh, yeah, well, that's the other thing that's interesting too is they were talking about different types of year to go, and like yeah, the uh, I can't remember what they call the seasons, but basically you know tourism season and off season, and uh, and everything is way cheaper and emptier during off season. And I'm like, oh, that could work. Like even if I end up in in England when it's cold and miserable, like who gives a crap? Canada's cold and miserable. I'm used to it. <laughs> and like if everything was just cheaper plane tickets, easier to get accommodations, like yeah, I'll do that. Why not? I think that'd be cool. So that's interesting too. Or uh, this this one girl who does the travel vlogs uh, for about Australia a lot. She worked at this. Uh, I guess they have like these border stations, like on the edge of the outback, where they uh, you know you can get. I don't know. I don't really know what they're for. I guess. But one of the things that that she did while she was there was like warning people because you know uh, people would be like on a bicycle with like a two liter bottle of water and be going by and she would have to flag them down and be like you don't want to go that way like there's nothing that way you're gonna bike for two straight days and see nothing like don't don't you can't go there <laughs> like the whole center of australia is just just the like wasteland desert. yeah oh yeah a wasteland yeah yeah it's crazy but I guess that's I guess that's what these little border stations are for. It's just like none shall pass. Like you don't even know what you're doing right now. You're gonna die. Yeah, I heard that if you wanna even to drive across the outback, you need to bring your own gas cans because there's nowhere to buy gas and you can't make it on a tank of gas. Like how crazy is that? There's a, a British show called Top Gear. Mm. About these guys driving around in cars. Yeah, Brad. Brad loves that show. Stuff. Uh, yeah, they had one where they drove through the outback of Australia. Man. <laughs> and uh, it's quite realistic how they, they film it. Um, they, yeah, they drove for miles and miles and miles and virtually nothing. Right. And then, of course, they had car issues and somebody's engine smoldering and broke down and the other guys just take off and their cars leave the poor schnook there. Of course, there's a, there's a film crew, obviously, that's nearby but they're not supposed to rely on the assistance of the film crew right unless they're desperate but that outback show um yeah it's pretty freaking bleak man i should look that up actually that sounds interesting text myself so i remember that i heard another country that's like that but even more extreme is uh greenland like almost nobody lives there and the only people that do are just like a couple little towns like right on the borders by the ocean because everything else is just just nothing i mean that one it's not desert it's like ice but well see well newfoundland is like that i guess it probably is not I never the thought peninsula about it. Uh, where st john's is but the 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 big part you must be are you running out of time or something no that was just me texting myself oh. just came through um yeah like when you uh when you take the fair Nova Scotia and go to land at Port of Basque and then you've got to drive from across Newfoundland let's say you're going to the Avalon Peninsula there there's nothing there you get those little communities of a few houses that are sitting on the edge of the cliff right. and there's the ocean man that was just yesterday I was at a bar and there just was a big map of North America on the wall and it really is like I don't know, it's almost, it's like ridiculous in a way to claim that Canada is bigger than America, because maybe it is, but, but it's not, like, habitable, <laughs> you know? It's all just garbage. Like, I noticed on this thing um, that the Northwest Territories is so big that it's split into, I never knew this, like, districts. District of Mackenzie, district of this, district of that, because yeah, it's just, and, just yeah. too freaking big. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just there's just nothing there. Even uh, I mean, I guess like New Brunswick is 
unusually small for a Canadian province. But then you look at Quebec next to it, and because uh, I always heard that Quebec, because they're, you know, unilingual, uh, you know, they're only French officially, that uh, that it's one of the poorest parts of Canada because there's all these weird isolated like farmers and stuff in northern Quebec. And just looking at it on a map, I'm like, damn, that must be true. Like. They would have a tough go of it, even if they spoke English, but having that language barrier, like, what an isolation nightmare that must be. But, well, you take the majority of people in Quebec live in that uh, corridor between Quebec City and Montreal. Yeah, which, yeah, they, know they should. North of that, like Zippo. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess, like, yeah, the occasional little person or whatever. Did I tell you about the roommate I had in Vancouver when I first moved there who, uh, she didn't learn a word of English till she was 16? And she picked it up pretty well, I gotta say. <laughs> but just because she was from Quebec, and they just like were like, nope, none of that. No English for us. There's actually, I guess I should wrap up soon, because I uh, gotta hit the bathroom, actually. And I'm not on a bus. I'm <laughs> in the world, so I can do that. But uh, there's this wrestler who's become real popular lately, who uh, is from Marieville, Quebec. <laughs> and he's like the Frenchest guy. He's like a huge sensation. Like there's this guy John Cena who's like the number one guy. So this dude comes on the scene and beat John Cena, and it's like whoa. But uh, yeah, every once in a while he talks in French just to make the crowd hate him more. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just funny because he he tries to not be so French, but he's just like you know I will take your heavyweight championship. <laughs> like he just he can't say an H to save his life. Oh, that's one. Maybe he may be able to, but that may be part of the act that he keeps that really. But maybe not. You know, we had the prime minister Jean Chrétien. He never, he never got rid of that very strong accent. Yeah, yeah. I think there's just a limit, man. So here's one weird thing I'll finish off with. That this is something I heard the other day that I feel like there's this can't be true, even though it kind of makes sense. Is uh, it was a video about different accents and how. Like we pronounce ours, but in uh, England, generally they don't. Like some of the more posh accents do, but but most of the British accents, you know, they just let that slide. They don't pronounce the R's and things. And this video, it was I was watching. It was actually about what did the Pilgrims sound like when they first landed. Like like where did the American accent come from? Is basically what the question was. And what this this sort of guy was put forth as supposed fact is that the super old-time British accent was that, you know, we don't have any recordings of or anything, but from Shakespeare days and before, was closer to an American accent. Like, we actually have the old British accent, and then their accent has continued to evolve and, you know, mutate into this, like, no pronouncing R's sort of thing. But that's why the fancier you know, the John Cleese British accent still pronounces the R's because they want to keep themselves above the rabble, so they keep the older accent. But apparently the old, old accent is more like an American accent. And I was like, is that true? Like, were Shakespeare guys walking around talking like us? That doesn't seem like that could be possible. But maybe it's just that movies have just, you know, made us believe that everyone in ancient England talked like they do now, but they didn't. I don't know, that yeah, seems... interesting. It's theory. weird, right? Because it kind of makes sense. Like, where else would our accent come from? It's because we came over and started a new colony, and we have their old accent. But that just... It's too weird. I'm like, that, that, is, that can't be right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, I, you know, language 
language evolves. Um, and I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Because like, I mean, because we technically do pronounce words more like how they're spelled, <laughs> you know? All this like, oh, I might, like, that's not how you spell them. Why are they not pronouncing most of the letters? We, but we do pronounce most of the letters, and those letters were there because Maybe. they used to pronounce them. I had never thought about that theory before, but I guess it's time to shut off. How's okay. that, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Yes, big mouth. All right. And every time he comes in here, the dogs go kind of crazy, too. Cool. Well, anyway, I'll, uh, so I'll keep you updated on my traveling. And maybe if I do any more research on old-timey British accents, I'll let you know. Because now i, I got to look that up again. Because now that's stuck in my brain, and I'm like, I need to know. Yeah, I think I that. might get my little notebook here and put in Google and check it out myself. <laughs> nice. All right, so okay. I guess I'll talk to you next week. All right. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.